This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. The following is a special live edition of my podcast. It features Sarah Silverman, Natasha Leone, Andy Borowitz, and Nick Turner. Recorded live at the Bell House in New York City. Brooklyn, actually, which is in New York City. It was a good show. It was sold out. 350 people. It was a lively crowd. Guests were lively. I was lively. I have some tour dates that I'm going to give you before we get into the broadcast. Is it a broadcast? Yeah. This weekend, November 8th and 9th, I'll be in Chicago at the Up Comedy Club. November 12th, I'll be in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Yes, at a place called Brewski's. November 13th, I'll be doing the Hell Yes Festival Festival in New Orleans. Uh, November 14th, I'll be in Pensacola for two shows at the Vinyl Music Hall. Then November 16th, at the Cleveland Comedy Festival in Cleveland. You could go to ToddBerry.com for all that information for tickets uh here's the podcast live from the bell house in brooklyn good evening welcome to the live todd berry podcast sold out bell house show podcast you excited i thought it was sold out that doesn't sound like a lot of people that was my way of saying, I can't hear you. Ugh. Now I feel dirty. I apologize for that. Uh, I guess that's it. Shut your phones off. You know to do that. Shut your iPads off as well. No, don't shut them off. Keep your iPads on. All right, we're going to start. Thank you, everybody. Uh, yeah, I didn't like that opening was not good. That, that thing I just did was not good. It's a podcast, so we can get rid of it. If you're worried about that being in the final mix, don't worry, that's gone. But welcome to the Todd Barry Live Podcast, my third ever live podcast. First one was in Chicago, about 20 people there. <laughs> Second one, Montreal, about 30 people. You were at the Montreal one, sir? Are you just applauding Montreal? Or the poor attendance? Were you applauding the poor attendance? <laughs> I think it's pretty cool you had poor attendance. In Canada, I'm glad. Glad you didn't do well there in Canada, because he's a patriot. <laughs> no, it's nice, though. It was 30 people in a 400 seat. 
completely lit hotel conference room. <laughs> totally didn't, you know, the laughs really bounced off the 90-foot ceilings. Or whatever that is in the metric system. Uh, this is good, though. Sold out, I gotta say, you know. Something on my mind that I probably shouldn't reveal. I noticed it's only a $15 ticket. I noticed there's a podcast here tomorrow that's $20. <laughs> also sold out. <laughs> so all I'm going to be thinking about the whole time <laughs> is five times 350. <laughs> that's a substantial amount of money that I could be making extra and sharing a tiny bit with the guests. So what I need is $5 from everyone. <laughs> I need everyone. And it only works if everyone doesn't. Okay? $5 from each of you. I'm not joking about this. How cool would that be if I refused to start? until there was $1,650 on the stage. Is that the right math? Yeah, that is the right math. That's not the right math? Five times 350? 1750 That's what I need, 1750 Wow, I almost shorted myself 100 bucks on that. God, thank you, sir. Thank you, guy who was too eager to correct me. Do you correct uh, spelling errors on tweets also? Do you bum people out because they spelled your with the apostrophe? When they... You're that guy, aren't you? Helping people out with their math and their grammar. Is this going well so far? I think it's going pretty well. This is called the warm-up. This is where I just shoot the shit. Sorry, look, you're very into this show. Right up front, big smile. Could be batshit crazy, I don't know. You've got that either good audience member or... We'll be out of here in 10 minutes because of the bouncers. No, you're all right, sir. Did you come by yourself? It's my people. Whenever I do a show, it's just like 200 people all solo. That's all right. I, I do things alone also, even at my level of celebrity. But we do have a sold-out show, which is pretty good, because it's a shit lineup of guests. <laughs> no, it's an impressive lineup of guests. Well worth the extra fiver. <laughs> so, uh, why don't we get started? Please welcome, if she's ready. Sorry, she's already apologizing. Sarah Silverman, everyone. <laughs> And Dan Pasternak gets you going. Oh, and you don't yeah, know what time yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. I already have some illegal photography going on right now up front. I have, this guy's already taken 15 pictures. Oh, you're going to be so Are those glad still you've shots, got those, my friend? those pictures. What's that? He's going to be so glad he's got those pictures. I know, those are going to be good pictures. It's like taking a, when you take pictures of like um, fireworks. And you go, oh, these fireworks are amazing. I got so many pictures. And then you're like, I'm going to do it with pictures of fireworks. I can, <laughs> I can Google pictures of fireworks if I really want to, and I don't. What do you take pictures of? Who, me? Yeah. 
You're on my show right now. I don't take that many pictures. You know, I have a lot of pictures of Todd Berry. You didn't know. I wasn't looking for you to say I do. That. I have a lot of... Todd is remarkably photogenic. And he knows his angles. That is, wow, that was like a quadruple backhanded compliment. That was like... There was so many that levels. There were so many levels to that. Just that was like a roller Listen, coaster. Tyra says you've got to know your angles. That's part of the job. Tyra, the professional model, says so that? Yeah. I met Tyra Banks once. Really? Was she was, nice? Yeah, I didn't even know it was her. And then they were like, oh, that one we were talking about was Tyra Banks. That's that the whole one story. That's a great story. That's a terrible story. I don't. It's weird. I almost, as I said that, I go, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I got no story here. Just, That's, it was a pure name drop. It's not even a, a name drop. You're it's such not, a raconteur. Yeah. Neither of us knows what that word means. <laughs> I think it means storyteller. What? Uh, so you were just, you were just doing laundry at Louis C.K.'s house? That's true. I'm halfway done. Halfway through. <laughs> this is his daughter's hat. Because, uh... I, my hat and gloves and scarf were still wet. <laughs> Not scarf. My scarf is dry, actually. It's in my backpack. What? So you put stuff in the washer, and then you're going to go pick it up later? I'm, yeah. He's going to put it in the dryer for me. No, nah, I wouldn't trust him to do that. He will. <laughs> He's got too it's much so shit sad. going on. I've never had a washer dryer. I still don't have one, even at home. That is weird, because you're building. For the floor. There's a washer and a dryer for my whole floor. Do you guys feel bad for both of us? (laughs) It's like it's just the two of us. (laughs) Are you allowed to have a washer and dryer? No. Yeah, it's an old building for L.A., an old building, and they, it's not allowed. It never ends, people. You guys are all aspiring to have... Well, you... Oh, I mean, this is something we could talk about if you want to talk about. I want... Yeah, I'll I told you about... I live in a fancy... I mean, I live in an apartment building (laughs) in L.A., which would be super fancy if it was in New York because it's like a doorman building. And one of the the doormen... uh, Did I not tell you this story? No, this is good. You get to see my surprise face. God, are you going to love this? So my friend Brian Moses um, would stay in my place when I was gone and take care of my dog, who's now dead. And thank you. He was 19. He's fine. I'm the one that's broken. But um, so the last time this happened, I mean, I was gone for three and a half months. And uh, do you just check your, check your watch? I just want to make sure that I... Yeah. I know. I'm going to no, keep, no, no, keep it tight. I'll keep it tight. No, no, no. I can't I'm... believe I haven't told you this. Tell me it. So there was this doorman, Caesar. Uh-huh. And uh, he, I got along great. Well, you know, I love all of them. And, they, you know, we get along great and blah, blah, blah. So uh, Brian is also a comedian who, who stays at my place when I'm gone. And he, for the past two years, he would, you know, I'd come home and he'd be like, oh, Caesar slept over last night. And I'd be like, oh, did he? You know, and it was like this ongoing bit. And, um, and then this last time I came home and I took Brian out to lunch, you know, thank him or whatever. And again, he says, uh, you know, oh, Caesar slept over Friday night and, uh, and I go, did he, you know, whatever. And then I go, when did this bit start? And he says... What bit? And I go, is this a bit? 
are we, is this a second layer of this bit? Because I'm calling a timeout. He said, Sarah, I swear to God, Caesar told me that you let him sleep there when you're gone. And I said, that can't be true. And then the next thing I thought was, why wouldn't you tell me that? And he said, I've told you a million times. <laughs> Not only that, one time I came home really early, 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 early in the morning. I was supposed to come home late at night. And I tiptoe in. I didn't want to wake up Brian. I look in, in, at my, in my bedroom, and Brian's sleeping with ducks. So cute. So I crash on my couch. But I have, like, another little, like room that has two couches in it that I guess would be a guest room, but it just has two couches in it. It's a bad guest room. And, uh, which is by design. And, um, (laughs) and when I fell asleep and when I woke up, Brian came out and he goes, did Caesar leave? And I go, oh yeah, Caesar left. I mean, literally to that degree. (laughs) So why did he stay there? Uh, I don't know. Also, he, like, um, it came out, like, he gave Brian Coke, and Brian doesn't do Coke, and he, like, gave it to, like, bartenders at the comedy store or something, and said, like, invite honeys up. He wore full-on pajamas. Like, sometimes Brian would be home with him. Did he get fired, he I assume? He took pot of mine and said, Sarah lets me take pot. Oh, here's the best part. So I literally, this is so sad, called Jimmy Kimmel because he's the only, like, grown-up in my life, and I didn't know how oh, to handle you. this. <laughs> you are one, too. You are one, too. No, he's definitely more of a grown-up than I am. But, like, he was like, Sarah, he has to be fired. That's crazy. And I was like, right. And I felt so, I had so much, I think, white guilt. But this man did totally deceit. Like, he knew I didn't know. And also, they have a break room with, like, two huge couches that he can sleep in if he wants to. And he has a home. So, anyway, um, I'll wrap this up. No, don't wrap I'm, it up. I'm, oh, okay. No, no, no. Uh, oh, so Jimmy says this. So, I, 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 I call the manager of the building a woman named Julie, and she comes up, and I tell her everything. And she says, oh... He has to be fired, Sarah. I know this is uncomfortable, blah, blah. And I'm just like, my heart, I, I have guilt even though I should be angry because whatever. And um, anyway, she goes, I'm going to take care of it. It's so inappropriate, blah, 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 blah. She goes to leave. She stops. She comes back and she goes, before I go, I just want to tell you, I'm also a writer. And I wrote a script that would be perfect for you. It's about... A, a, a building manager. And it would be great for, like, HBO or something. And I'm just in, right now, I'm just in, uh, just, like, what, hap- what do you do when you're getting raped? Disassociating. I'm just disassociating. I'm just whatever it takes. I'm like, okay. But I love my building, though. No, it sounds like a good building. I mean, <laughs> sounds like a building where uh, there's a lot of conflicts of interest and... They know boundaries there. Do you remember when I walked into your fountain? Yes. Well, the best was Todd was staying at my place, and I was here. And there are, like, these... Would you even call them fountains? They're, like, shallow... I would, after falling in it, yes, I would call it a fountain. They're, like, these indoor kind of, like, (laughs) lobby fountain things. But it's a black fountain, and, and then there's black tile that's not the fountain. So it really blends in. And my building 
has a handful of like oddball celebrities and then also just mostly elderly people who are were like in show business at one time. And um Todd texted so when Todd texted me and said, "Guess who just walked into your fountain?" I was like, "Nicole Richie?" And I, because I want everything to be a 20 questions game and he was like, "No, me." I thought that was going to be a one question here. Like I thought it was so obvious that I was talking about myself. I love guess who games. But yeah, that was uh that was an exciting moment for me. Walking. Oh, look at that. Really? Is it super hat hair? Wait. No. It's full of body. What kind of conditioner do you use? It's called What Does the Inside of a Louis Kid's Hat Smell Like? Oh, it just smells like child. <laughs> Now, you had a little incident recently, Sarah. Oh, God. Do you want to talk? Well, you said you'd talk about this. So. Saturday night, um, I, did, I did some sets at the Comedy Cellar. Had a pretty long day. Went outside, smoked like two puffs of pot with Modi and uh, Rob Cantrell. And uh, two comedians are just... Both those guys are on probation, by the way. And And I get this... I have a fainting... I don't know if I'd call it a disorder. I have very low blood pressure. And one or twice, one, two times a year or so, I I faint. And it's just been getting worse and worse in the past few years. So I felt it come over me. And what I should have done is not care about being embarrassed and just get to the ground as much as... uh, awkward as that looks but I was like did my pleading with myself which has never once worked and I said and this is how just disconnected most comedians are you know I was just like uh, I I faint sometimes and I'm getting that feeling um, I think I need to be on the ground and they were both like you're okay uh, and left (laughs) and then I made my way to the like table upstairs at the olive tree where all the comics sit hang out, and I was sitting there, and the last thing I remember is turning to Gary Gullman and going, I'm going to faint. And then that's the last thing I remember. And I guess I, like, smashed my head forward and all the drinks spilled, and I was out for minutes. And then, like, my eyes opened, and this is according to Gary Gullman. (laughs) But I feel he's a credible source. And my eyes opened, but I still wasn't, like, you know... I couldn't talk or anything. And Esty, who runs the club, was so warm and so sweet. But this is a mistake people make. And if this podcast does nothing more than save people's lives, <laughs> don't hold people upright. Like, there's a weird thing that people... Well, first of all, Esty's instincts are terrible. Like, she was like, do you want some hot coffee? <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> that was your way of asking for a coffee. <laughs> do you want some hot coffee? Um, my hair is drenched with sweat. I'm just soaking wet. So iced coffee is what you should have wanted. My body <laughs> is trying to get blood to my brain, and she's holding me upright, and I know that I will be brain damaged if I don't get to the floor, but I can't, like, talk or anything yet. Anyway, let's get to the good point part. So um, the ambulance comes after about an hour and a half. I cannot, I, my head has melted about four bags of ice, and uh, I can't, 
I'm in and out of consciousness, and I can't even, like, stand up. And at one point, I open my eyes, and I see Dave Attell, like an angel, you know, like his face. (laughs) And I think to myself, we haven't always been the closest, but I've known him. We grew up together in ways, and I thought, Dave will take care of me. And that was not the case. And he went off. I don't know what happened. It was so embarrassing. Ambulance came, and they, they had to put me on one of those. And for some reason, it's more embarrassing. Sitting gurneys. You know, like... <laughs> like, she's not really sick. They seat belt you in in a sitting position, and it's like you're in a chair. You know, like, ugh. And I knew to be embarrassed, but I also just, like, all that was out the window as well. And they put a a white sheet over my head so that, like, people wouldn't take pictures, like, leaving the comedy cellar. And And people must have thought you were dead, though, right? No, because I was sitting. I wasn't in a flat gurney. I wish. So I get into the ambulance, and the sheet comes off, and, like, a small, weird, like, pumpkin squash was on me, which apparently Attell had put on me as a visual joke for everyone else. Which made me cry when I thought of the next day. And who do they send with me? And this is for very big comedy fans who don't who know Dan Natterman. Now, Dan Natterman is hilarious. Yeah. Check out his last Letterman spot. So funny, brilliant. The most socially retarded person <laughs> you could ever meet. Definitely has Asperger's is as far as you can sit from someone when sharing an ambulance. The, the ambulance people are like, we can't get her blood pressure up. <sighs> like giving me oxygen, uh, uh, ripping me open like EKG stuff and, uh, it, you know, this thing in your arm with the fluids. He's, I look over, he's checking his Twitter mentions. So... We get to Beth Israel Hospital, which, by the way, another thing, Dan Natterman was mad at me for picking that one because it was the closest one when he lives closer to Lenox Hill. So he saw this as a ride home. He's waiting there with me. He loses my hat that I've had forever. uh, And I go, you lost my hat? And he's like, I had to hold so many things. My hat, gloves, and scarf. So... He's complaining the whole time that he needs to charge his phone. And I'm just on a gurney in the hallway, in a hallway at Beth Israel Hospital because it's so crowded and there's, it's just filled with homeless people. And they get the rooms for some reason. And, um, okay, so I'll just skip to the end, which is the best part, which is amazing, which is uh, they, they finally discharge me. And I can walk, and I'm up on, you know, I'm better. They've pumped me with fluids and salt and all these things. I'm walking like a baby bird. I'm freezing cold from ice water being, you know, making everything I have wet and then recovering and being freezing again because it's winter and I'm wet. I have no hat. Natterman has a hat. He has a hat, scarf, everything. Everything you could need. We go outside. (laughs) He flags down a cab. I give him a hug. I thank him for coming with me and being with me the whole time. And then he gets in the cab and leaves. <laughs> Took me six minutes to get another cab. So there you go. Eat more salt. And that's a, another situation where you didn't call me. I know. I wish I did. I, I should have. I, I would have totally handed you a Metro card. <laughs> so I would have been like, I think there's two rides on there, but go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> 
There's two rides, but I don't, just keep, uh, don't worry about it right now. We'll settle up later. That's what I would have said. But next time you faint, call me. I will. And if, I'm, if I don't have a set or if I'm not doing something, <laughs> if I'm not at that Thai restaurant I like so much, I'll, uh, I'll get you a cab. You love Thai food. I do. You don't like any spicy or you like... I mean, I'm a picky I will eater. eat Thai food, but I, I, love, I prefer bland. Oh, I went back to B&H Dairy today and last night and got a big thing of matzo ball soup and challah bread. It's so good. But I, yeah, I guess I like bland. I mean, I'm a picky eater, but you, I mean, I'm like Andrew Zimmern compared to you. <laughs> He's the guy who eats live frog hearts and stuff. How am I a picky eater? I eat at B&H Dairy. It's practically I don't mean that in a bad made way. with filth. I mean, it's every ingredient there has one teaspoon filth. <laughs> Did you go there by yourself? Yeah, I went there by myself. Did anyone bug you? Oh, so many people. No, it's like semi-homeless people and me in a one tiny counter. But I went to Sephora and I had to leave because the, the lady was like, do you know who this is that you're helping? Do you know who it is? She's a comedian. And I was like... Bye. <laughs> so embarrassing. It just makes you hot. Shouldn't they train these people to let me like play it cool like they do when I walk into Sephora? <laughs> I'm too approachable. When I go there to buy my $37 deodorant, it's just like um, I walk up, I grab it. There's no, do you know who this is? It's, they're very nice to me there. <laughs> They get it. It must be a different location. This was the Broadway between Spring and Prince. Ooh. Okay. I really needed a... Uh, what did you need? I wanted a... Um, pri- like, it's this Laura Mercier or Mercier or whatever primer. or I don't know. You're supposed to put it on before you put makeup on, and it makes your face less gross. Well, I feel like if Lori Primer is listening... <laughs> Lori Primer, if you're out there. Why don't you say I know little... one person who isn't listening, Todd Berry, because I said Laura Mercier Foundation Primer. You know it's funnier to, to mess up the name, don't you? I mean, if, if I got that what name right. What are you, Archie right, Bunker? That, yeah, it was. That, isn't, that was the very Archie Bunker technique. Oh, I'm just so predictable. Let's talk about your, uh, your, your HBO special. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, no. I'm really, really protective of talking about that. I don't want it to get out. You record- I wanted to do it here. Why didn't you? I think, you know what, in hindsight, I realize why, and I'm, I apologize if, I, if you're listening, but... I believed them when they said, we can't afford to fly to New York and fly the director and producer and crew that we need to New York to shoot at Bell House. We don't have that in the budget. And it wasn't a big budget, but you could make it work if you wanted to. You could also find I happen find to know that the director and producer don't, did not want to fly to New York. And now I realize, like, oh, they, they didn't want to. Because you would have only fly had to like, New York. They want to stay home. Like 700 people in New York qualified to do it. I know, but I was... The director and the producer are specific people that I did my last special with 10 years ago, and I Shit said, can't. let's get the band back together. Shit can't. 
anyway. You don't want to get on a flight to the best city in the fucking world? I did. Are you talking about Gowanus? Go Gowanus? Yeah. <clears throat> I think if you would have said it's not only New York City, it gets better, it's in Gowanus. <laughs> then it'd be like, oh shit, book get on orbit. So I feel a little flight. duped, but I'm happy with it. But I, I this was certainly my but you did your special here and that so it would be derivative. Yeah, I'm the guy who I'm known as the guy who did his special in New York. <laughs> I mean here. Oh no, I didn't do it here. I wanted to do it here, but they did the Comedy Central said that they want they like to have that the sweeping crane shot of the audience. So at every building looks that's like that's hilarious. It makes every room look like there's ten thousand people there's, in it. There's just people just make up excuses and it's really just what they want to do. Now you did your how many people went I know had the answer to this, but you were did it for an audience of 30. So, yeah, in L.A., I love Largo, and at Largo, there's a teeny tiny room that they really don't even use for shows, so the little room at Largo, and it only fits 50 people, and I thought, I'm going to do it there, but then what I found out was it, it fits 50 people total, including me and, like, the cameraman, so it was 39 people. <laughs> See, when I record an album, I always do it in a small place, not because for any effect other than I'm just afraid of not filling it. But you did it for kind of an artistic reason. I just thought it'd be neat. How, so how'd it come out? I don't know. We'll see November 23rd on HBO. I mean, it was great. It was warming up for it. I did, like, I toured to just run it, and I toured at bigger places to make, to earn a, a living. And then I was like, ooh, that's nice to have, like, a big wash of laughter there's a reason people want to do that what have i done because like as much as 39 people can give you is still gonna go back to zero in a much faster time so um hey you don't have to tell me i liked it how about your uh what about your tour you just did i'm so excited for that talk about me it's not about me i'm the i'm the host who gets out of the way I don't even know what that meant. It sounded like it sounded like I got a real philosophy. Be my mirror. How is my hair? I feel like it's flat and then with this. For a podcast, it's pretty good actually. <laughs> <laughs> to listen <laughs> to listen to it, your hair is perfect. I'm hot. You're hot, you had a sweater, you got la- you got a lot of layers on there. Um, yeah, layers are the key. Todd to uh, living in a place that has a lot of temperatures, a lot of it's hot inside, it's cold outside. Uh, so, you, like, you take the layers off as you warm up. My therapist said there's no bad weather, only bad clothes. <laughs> Changed my. Your life. therapist said that. Well, it was my old therapist. I hope. And so. then I heard that someone said. Uh, <laughs> That's a Billy Connolly joke, and I said that makes sense because my old therapist is married to him. Seriously? Yeah. See, I she think- doesn't do therapy anymore. If, you know, I, 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 it was one of those things. She was my first experience of like loving a therapist, and I remember saying like, she's like my best friend, you know. And then one day, like three years into seeing her, I said, uh, "Do you have any kids?" And she's like, uh, "Yes, I have five. And I was like, "Oh, I guess." Best friends would know something like that. <laughs> this might have to I do have with a crazy me paying of kids. you to Did talk you know only about me. Just trying to remember the quote. I already forgot the quote you just gave me. There's no bad weather, only bad clothes. Okay. What were you supposed to say after that, though, like to her? 
Like, how do, what did you say before? Well, it's not personal. I'm always cold. I don't oh, know. Okay. That's what you talk about with your therapist? <laughs> I guess my question was, is there bad weather? And then she abandoned me because I called her for an appointment and there was just an outgoing message that said, I'm on a... Uh, what does it mean when you... Sabbatical? Yeah, but um, possibly for... Oh, indefinite sabbatical. I was like, okay, well, I needed to talk about... Uh... And then she said, there are no bad sabbaticals. <laughs> Remember, as you looked for me in desperation... Just think about the clothes quote that I stole from my husband. <laughs> and here is tour dates. Yeah, she was... I got a great guy now, anyway. That's why I'm so together. You are. You're a lot, you're a lot more together than the last time I talked. I'm just making that up. I'm just pretending I... I, I, I. <laughs> HBO show? New HBO show. Can we talk? Oh, oh. You forgot no, you had an pilot. HBO show? It's a pilot. I mean, I don't know if it'll be picked up. I just finished shooting it last night, and my mother in it is Patti Lapone. A lot of Patti Lapone fans in the house tonight. Patti Lapone should book a gig here at the Bell House. Oh. I, had, I knew that I was a super fan of hers, but I didn't know that she would be awesome. Funny. Did so you get her email funny. address? Yeah, it's... T eight no, it does start with T H. Oh shit! There's someone in the audience who that's all they need, and they'll they'll just think they have a program. They run it in. It's like I've whittled it down to three possible addresses. I'm gonna do a blast and uh, get a nice Patty Lapone headshot sent to me. How about uh, my um, pilot that didn't get picked up? I posted on the internet. Did you watch that? I didn't watch it yet. That's because we're not that close. That guy watched it. You where, did? Where is it? Where it's did you fair. post it? On on uh, where can I find it? On Jash. Really? You have to get through the first. Uh, for me, you got to get through the first seven and a half minutes, and then I, I agree. All right, and then it's good. It's just. Thank you. So I'll start up about... Oh, are you talking now? I'm sorry. It's, yeah, it's just canceled. <laughs> it wasn't picked up, which I, I didn't know. No I, I turned it over to you guys. I, they probably did the right thing, but... It's no Q&A during the top area. I do the Qs. I do the A's. You do and the together A's. together we're Q&A. And you, the A that you do is audience. <laughs> well, I just laid down the law, people. Shit just went to an, another level. What's so that? I should watch it and start it at like 7.31. No, just watch the whole thing. No, of course so that I you can. I thought I'd get it's a laugh got Tig Notaro in it. Pre-breast uh, pre cancer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Was that... I, I, it, well, that, I mean, she, it's not a secret. No, it's not a secret, but it's just a weird way to... But it was like literally to right before. What she did, like you know. her breasts had cancer in them and we, no one knew it. Including her. So that's an interesting fun fact. I guess not. My mistake. <laughs> My mistake. Take no, that's him, definitely... Sorry. That's a prime example of a fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> Everything sorry, about that Tig, was fun. I, I don't... Uh, 
I don't feel well. I'm having bad judgment calls in my head. You're not feeling well? Harris Whittles of Humble Brag, etc. Did Humble Brag go out of business? Because there's no more Humble Brags. Is that true? Yeah, I haven't He's seen probably him. been busy. No, that can't He's been be. too swamped to cut and paste other people's <laughs> tweets. <laughs> It's really too much for me to retweet. And June Raphael, who, uh, if you don't think you know her, you probably do know her. And she's a great actress, writer, she's, and, uh, and actress and writer. Does she do a little acting as well? She was like the bachelorette in that the final row, that fake bachelor, bachelorette. Um, so. Am I still talking? Should I bring out my next guest? Yeah, I feel right. like I've taken up a no, lot you did of it. We got you a nice... Jeff who? Goldblum. Oh. Makes a special appearance. All right. I'm done. I'm sorry. Sarah Silverman, everybody. (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. That's the same watch I've had for 35 years. I love that. Which is weird because I'm not 35. No? Okay. (laughs) This this thing's going to use a little tightening. It's going to need a little tightening. Because <laughs> you guys are not fucking laughing like you're... <laughs> laughing the stuff that's not that funny as well. Can I ask you a quick question before you're bringing out the next is this guest? Is going to be embarrassing? No. Okay. Or maybe. Um, do I move to the end? No, move. Just move over. Move one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That would be crazy to move to the end. Yeah, <laughs> I be like, you're right. <laughs> it'd be like me with the next guest like here and you chairs. all the way at the end. Like, it's like, well, uh, hey, how's it going back there? Well, I guess that question was embarrassing. Yeah. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, from Orange is the New Black. (laughs) Natasha Leone, everyone. Natasha Leone. Hi. Hi, Natasha. How are you? Hi, Ted. Let me just read something real quick, and then we'll talk. I looked you up on Twitter, and I found someone who cyber-hacked, no, cyber-squatted your name. And they did a tweet. If Natasha or her management team would like to buy this Twitter username, I will sell it for $950. (laughs) Tweet me. Did you think about doing that? Way to go, Dave. Um, No, uh... No, I didn't. I, I didn't think about it. I mean, then Netflix just put me on Twitter, so I guess I didn't even need that name, did I? Wow, which plan is that? Where you get put on Twitter? <laughs> I don't know. I, I wasn't on Twitter. I guess this person was on Twitter. You're on it now because you've faved quite a few of my hilarious <laughs> tweets. I really, I like faving tweets. I've been faving your tweets, tweets too. I'm really, uh, really into Twitter now. Um, my boyfriend is not impressed. And uh, he's been on it for years, but I'm like... Because you surpassed him, right? He's got like 12 followers. Well... I'm guessing. He's got a respectable uh, number. Uh, But but yeah, now I'm really into Twitter. I do it a lot. It's fun, right? It's a fucking blast, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I don't have much of the... Have you blocked anyone yet? In my life, no. It'll happen. Yeah, he said it's going to become less fun when people start being mean, and that that'll be inevitable. (laughs) 
What just happened? Was that, I feel like that was... Was that a scene from your show? I feel like that was a scene from your show just broke up. They'll never, they'll never be mean to you. Never. Oh, that sounded like Spanish to me. I thought yeah. it was... Yeah. No, 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 no. They, no one will be mean no to you. No mean, no. I heard you guys talking about Patty Lapone. Yeah, what do yeah. you got? I got nothing about Patty Lapone. Yeah, I, got, I don't have much to say. I just I heard it, but then I had to pee. But I, uh, yeah, Patty Lapone. Stacy Keach. I love Stacy Keach. Do you watch um, American City? Greed? Uh, American Greed. He narrates. Yeah. No, I don't watch. I don't have. He narrates it. He's fantastic. The TV connected to anything, but I, we got you know I think that we got the Roku. You got the Roku? <laughs> so, this is fucking fascinating. I mean, if I no. wasn't up here, I'd... It's my job What's to Roku? make it fascinating. What's Roku? It's like um, you connect your TV. Instead of getting it to normal television, it gives you Netflix and Roku and Amazon. <laughs> you can get things. Sometimes you can get, like, you can get a saddle. Like, uh, I can't fucking do this. If you get, if you get uh, an antenna... You know, if you get an antenna, you can also watch some things with it coming real staticky. <laughs> yeah. You got cable? I think you need the I Geek do. Squad to come with you. I love television. Yeah. I do like TV. <laughs> yeah. What, um... Are you done filming your next season? Because I... No, we're in the, um, eighth Let's think episode. of a part for me. All right. Hello? <laughs> How about like a nebbishy boyfriend of one of the... Yeah. The tougher yeah. inmates. The guy that turned me. Uh, I didn't even hear that. Uh, oh, the guy that turned you. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bitch. I guess we should point out, you told me something backstage that you were high on beta blockers Oh, right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. So check this out, right? So, Is that true? Yeah. So do you don't feel nervous at all? I mean, I don't feel that nervous. Um, but... Like, I don't feel like, like, generally, I found that I was, I think because historically, I was like, you know, oh, Xanax or something, or a drink, and then now, I, then I realized I was so panicky, and then my cardiologist gave me beta blockers for when I had to do public speaking, I don't have to put myself through it. So I just feel sort of average, but I think for me, because I have so rarely have anything in my system anymore, other than a lot of nicotine. I think for me, I'm experiencing it as like a big event. It's kind of like what politicians do when they do public speaking. Otherwise, uh, I'd be sweating old, a lot. How old are you? Now I'm 34. And you have a cardiologist. Well, that's <laughs> the sort of... Uh, that's the way I'm living <laughs> my life. <laughs> yeah. Are you telling me you have zero cardiologists? I don't have a single cardiologist. Yeah. I got a great one. Yeah. I do have a terrific <laughs> recommendation. I got referred to one, but I never went. Really? Why do you need a cardiologist? I don't know. I thought since I turned a certain age that I, uh, nine years ago, that I, uh, <laughs> should have my heart checked. Yeah. Ah, fuck it, right? You know, you don't see a ton of young people at the cardiologist's office. I feel like your heart must be like a hummingbird's, Todd. I don't know why. Yeah, I do <laughs> imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you've done a lot of birding, like I'm sure. Because <laughs> that was a dead on. That, so that's meant to be like a hummingbird is like a fast. Uh, well, it's not that he. Because based on your impression of hummingbird, I thought it was like a fast. I feel like I'm not a scientist or <laughs> nor an ornithologist. Well, don't sell yeah. yourself short. Of course you are. <laughs> you are definitely an ornithologist. 
It's funny, my dog, not to bring him up again. I'm so sorry either. about Thank that, you. by the way. I yeah, heard I'm about sorry, that. Too. And Sarah, I'm so sorry about Since that. Since I met him when I first got him when he was five, and till the day he died, he had this this I don't know why I felt this way, but I always called it that, this like Todd Berry chest. <laughs> Like a Todd Berry chest. I don't. I don't. I don't even get know what it, that means. But Kyle knew it. what I meant too. It's like, yeah, he's got like this, like to, like, you know, it's like. Yeah, I'm like a fucking beach muscle guy, right? No. <laughs> then what does Todd Berry chest mean? I don't even know what. Well, that why means. would you assume what... that a Todd Berry chest would mean a beach? Because you did like chest. the tough guy, like. Uh, well, maybe it's more like you mean the Burt Lancaster chest. You know what I mean? Like the real... Yeah, I guess you're right. I was thinking about Burt Lancaster. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good chest, Dad. I like all your references are like these actors. strong, (laughs) round, stoic chest. No one in this room can think of one fact about Burt Lancaster. I can. Except for you. I can. Many. Let's hear some. Big teeth? Oh. Sorry, you're better than me. And uh, I think he was actually an acrobat. I might be wrong. I don't know if there's any uh, movie buffs, uh, film forum goers, but... There are. Let's get them stirred up. And uh, wasn't he uh, terrific in The Sweet Smell of Success? Isn't that Burt Lancaster? Pretend you saw it, Sarah. And uh, terrific, terrific. classic with Tony uh, Orlando. Not my favorite, not my favorite. Anyway, I picture you with a very uh, slow, steady heartbeat. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I know you're not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Well, here's what I'm going to do. But that's how I picture you. I'm going to make a cardiology appointment. Yeah. And one of you is going to be a winner. (laughs) And the doctor said, hummingbird. (laughs) I said, slow and steady or hummingbird? I'm a doctor. Why are you talking to me this way? (laughs) So So the beta blockers, I know that like, Concert pianists and stuff like that use those too. Yes. To not, yes. so they don't make shitty notes or something. Yeah. And it works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm terrific. I could play the piano well now. I only know a few songs on the piano, but I probably could play it in front of an audience better than I could without them. Now. I feel like you don't really play the piano. No, I do. I do, but not a lot of songs. Do you really? I play Hall of the Mountain King. And uh, it's a great song. And um, I can just play a few other things. I really like to play the piano, but I'm a little bit uh, prematurely uh, arthritic. And so I don't totally enjoy it. Do you see a rheumatologist? No. (laughs) I have been uh, recommended to one, but when I called them, they said, like, that they didn't take insurance and it was like $700 for the first visit. And then I got really belligerent and uh, hung up. I have a tendency to do that. I get belligerent. I think that's a reason to hang up. $700, I don't take insurance. Yeah, I was just like, you know what, fuck you. Like, you know, I mean, I understand that, like, my fingers hurt periodically or, like, my wrist, but it's like it's not 100% there yet, you know? And I felt like they were trying to rip me off. That's like a, that's like a Park Avenue rheumatologist. Yeah. Someone just agreed with me. They're yeah. Like, they're like, that Park Avenue, that's the perfect way to describe the rheumatologist in her scenario. Any other ologists you want to talk about? Endocrinologist, anyone? No. What's that? That's a gland doctor. For glands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have one of those. You don't have glands? Wow. Nah. You should definitely see one then, because... 
Yeah. They can install them. No, I like to like meet my, uh, you know, ailments. I like to let the ailment hit and then find the doctor. I don't like to, you know, be proactive about it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because that would be so much um, doctor bills. So you don't go get? Do you get a, an annual physical or anything like that? So, you know, I feel like when I'm at the doctor for like a cold or something, I'll be like, listen, while I'm here, you know what I mean? Right. Like, do whatever you got to do to see how it's going. But they still <laughs> itemize. Uh, they still charge you for each thing. Yeah. But you're right. But anyway, my cardiologist takes uh, insurance, if you guys, and they're terrific. Not to make a plug for that. I, like uh, I like when you get the insurance bill for the part that it didn't cover, and it's like... Oh, let me write this $6 check to, to this fucking multimillionaire ophthalmologist. Yeah. I am still fascinated with the uh, idea that uh, doctors smoked in their offices. I really like that idea. And also um, other doctors like, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's William Halstead and sort of like the invention of medicine and the use of cocaine in the operating room. I, I really think that's fascinating. Can someone Google that for me? Because I don't know what she's talking about. I, it's very interesting. It's very interesting, you know, because uh, they used it to um, help uh, to well, it's just perform like Red surgery. Bull now. I mean, yeah. like there was a time that cocaine was like you said innocently about cocaine. What people innocently say about Red Bull, like I can focus, I can stay up longer, I get more work done, I get, you know, yeah. I can get diarrhea. <laughs> I don't get diarrhea. You get diarrhea from Red Bull. I've heard that people get it. <laughs> It's a stimulant. Yes. I don't get diarrhea for. I can't believe I even went there. I'm Do just... you swear to God that you don't get diarrhea? Wow, you're not letting this go, are you? No, it's happened, you know. Yeah. Now I know you believe in God. <laughs> Because I swear to God that my vagina's on my forehead. <laughs> May all the starving children in the world suddenly die right now if my vagina is not on my forehead <laughs> facing the audience. I don't know why I have to be a dick about it. <laughs> Maybe there's a God, I don't know. You know what I thought the other day? Well, this is not even the other day, it was last night. Um, I went to see... Uh, Captain Phillips, which I thought was actually going to be like a sci-fi movie. Um, I thought it was going to be like in 3D. I hadn't read about it. I thought it was going to be like uh, Tom Hanks on a ship. And I, for some reason in my mind, it was sci-fi. And uh, so I went to see it thinking this will be great escapism, but then the pirates came. Anyway, it's very nerve-wracking. But during the movie, I became concerned thinking uh, like... I mean, for a lot of people, I'm sure they have wonderful relationships with their parents, and that's terrific. And I, uh, you know, that's great for you guys. And, um, but for me, who does not, I spend time thinking, like, you know, so you have this life, you become an adult, and then you um, manage to, like, sort of, like, avoid or manage your parents in your adult life because they're difficult people. And then, but what if they're there? What if there is an afterlife, and then they're there, and you have to spend your whole life with your parents? Do you know what I mean? Right, but the dynamic will be changed. It won't be like, oh, I can't smoke now because my parents are up here. I mean, it's nothing's going to matter. And there is not that. I had that same thought. That's when I became born again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, 
I feel like that's like the track of like the person with I don't know I don't know I mean I've known you for a bit but I don't know this much but maybe potentially the track of a person with a sort of like healthy er relationship with parents because for me it wouldn't be like oh I can't smoke in here it would be more like oh like it would be bad I'd be like really bummed out if they were there the whole time like really upset you know what I mean like I'd rather not be in the afterlife of sex (laughs) but. Then my boyfriend was like, there is no afterlife. Don't worry about it. But then how, how could he know, you know? Yeah, no. It's, it's just, I'm your boyfriend. Trust me on this. I got on. There's <laughs> a reason us, you're going out with me. It's to fill in little blanks like that. None of us like that definitively, doll, because, you know, it's beyond our comprehension. We're mere, yeah. mere humans. <sighs> Fuck, man. I just, like, hope that they're... Uh... Yeah, thanks, Sarah. I, I got real panicky about it. And the pirates, it was all, it was a fucking nightmare. There were no 3D glasses. It was very difficult to watch. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about your new apartment, Natasha. I read right. something on vulture.com or whatever that it. You laughing at that? Why is that? It's crazy? What's crazy? I think you might be crazy. Fucking Francis Farmer over here telling me the article's crazy. Yeah, nice ref. Well, I like your yeah. references. Yeah. You have references for someone who's like 60 years old. <laughs> Thank, you. Yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. Like a 110 year old. In the heart. Yeah. So you want to know? Understand? That guy loves the idea of me dead. Uh, what? You got a good apartment? Yeah, I read your apartment search. Yeah. And you used to live in my neighborhood. I'm not yeah. going to reveal yeah. where I live, but. I live in Sting's building. I've been in that apartment. It's incredible. In my apartment? You'll, yeah, I was like... In had... the 90s, you mean? Are you talking about the house on 18th Street? Yeah. No, I don't live there anymore. I got evicted. Yeah. I was nice. Yeah. Sarah, don't. <laughs> I, can I tell you one story? I went there, and you're having like a party, and I don't know who the people were. I don't want to... like. It was some sort of starlet that I don't want to mention, because I think I know who it was, but... Now I want to know. I don't want to know. Anyway, I was wearing, like, tracksuit pants and a T-shirt and a sweatshirt. Because you knew you were going to a party? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I don't know from... It wasn't a fancy. It was like a hanging out party. No, that sounds And I felt so old. And, like, I I just felt much older than everybody. And there was, like, a guy like this sitting next to me on a bench. And I was like, hey, I'm Sarah. And he was like, Bobby. I get hurt his face to say it. That was Robert De Niro. But anyway, I was walking. (laughs) You should have talked to him more. I got up and I went to walk to the bathroom. And this starlet goes, do you play sports? (laughs) And I... Completely thought it was like Ernest, and I was like, I do. I play basketball and softball. And, and my friend goes, You're being an idiot. She's making fun of your outfit. And I was like, Really? <laughs> so weird to me. Who was this little bitch? I don't know. We'll talk about it after. And yeah. maybe, whatever. I, you know, I'm sure I had smoked pot, so I, you know, I don't want to. But your place was very nice, and you've always been so warm and wonderful. Well, and I'm going to record Thanks, you. Sarah, I feel uh, the same way. Sarah, I'm going to record you saying the name of the starlet and then sell it online. To, yeah. <laughs> it'd be like a bonus track for like. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of people came through that house. There was always shenanigans happening in that house. Yeah, like the Asian guy from Smashing Pumpkins was there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. James E. Oh, he used to live near me also. Yeah. yeah. I met his uh, French bulldog once. 
Just so yeah. you're like best friends. Yeah, yeah, no. me and the dog. And I'll the... see him in the neighborhood a lot too, like at the deli. You yeah, know, he moved by Veselka. He moved. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he had a I'm kid. the only celebrity in the, in Manhattan now. <laughs> yeah. I feel like having Veselka right now. You want to go there now? Some kasha with the mushroom gravy. I can go to Veselka. Oh. Yeah. Um, Something we could do if we weren't in the middle of a killer podcast. <laughs> There wasn't 350 people here. Man, sold out. remember that about being wild? That uh, I used to go for days and not eat and then eat those blintzes, and they were terrific. Oh God! Wait, but we those were, were the about days. Your new my new apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's the what's it's, the story uh, with it? It's great. It's, everything's great. I moved in with my boyfriend. We have a dog, root beer, and uh, <laughs> and uh, life's good there. It's I, I have to say, but they raised my rent on Avenue B and. Uh, and it was like 400 square feet, and it was great. Um, and uh, but then they raised my rent, so it wasn't really worth it. And it was so small, and so we got like a What's another the SF place. SF now and, on your new place? And it's uh, it's reasonable. And um, the and <laughs> the thing is, it makes a big difference. I feel like in these New York relationships, having a little bit of space, it's very difficult to live in 400 square feet when you you know. I mean, we're not you know. Uh, we're all 17 adults. Seventeen, and in the we're first. all adults. We're all on TV. It's very, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I just feel very, very lucky. I mean, what's weird about it though is I don't know how I was fitting that piano and the books and the, because what traditionally will happen to me is like the last apartment I had before this was a, that was a one bedroom and the one before that was like a studio, and eventually like the walls just start caving in because there's just too many books and. Hey, tell things. me about it. Yeah, so it's essentially an issue of hoarding, which is you know depressing. To think about, because I don't want to be the kind of a person right. that's... Are you still... Uh, I'm a bit of a hoarder. Yeah, I mean, I'm like a, a book and music uh, hoarder. I still have a big CD rack in my apartment. Yeah. It was the coolest CD rack in 1999 or whenever I bought it. Metal, beautiful. No, yeah, there's been some drama about uh, me holding on to the VHS. And uh, I'm going to level with you. I don't have a VCR, but... I really like these, uh, you know what I mean? I you like, like just like the tapes taking up a little space in your, yeah. in your New York apartment. Uh, transfer all of it. <laughs> That's true. Being ridiculous. I know, I know, I know. But I just feel like when you can see the thing, you know, <laughs> like, when you can see the thing, it's, uh, it's a lot more satisfying. sort of like in your psyche easier. It's kind of um, than, when you're, than when you have to like look it up. I don't know what I'm looking for. Oh, you mean like DVRing as opposed Yeah, kind of like when it's, when it's right in front of me. When I see those books every day, they'll be sort of on my mind. And even if I'm not opening them, they're kind of in my, my brain. And uh, otherwise, I just find it's just like the Velvet Underground again and again and again, which is a very good thing. But... Um, you know, I'll just go to kind of like what I know and what my favorites are as opposed to remembering that I like many things, you know? That's a good point. That was just a way of me talking about Lou Reed, really. And, uh... Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you know my podcast, when you go on iTunes, it's in the comedy section. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I just say... It's not in the yeah. bum people out yeah. talking about a guy who died section. Yeah. And if I want to move up in those comedy rankings... Yeah, but I have been now for the past few days, like getting ready, but while listening, well, I started it was Lou Reed, and then it would, now it moves into like uh, Velvet Underground. I'm just like really loudly, and they just take me back to being a teenager so much. And I showed up in like a leather jacket, like I'm like dre- like dressing like the anyway, whatever. Fucking Lou Reed. 
Very, I was very sad. I found myself in a real uh, sort of a K-hole that I couldn't stop. I couldn't, I couldn't really get over it. And I didn't really even know the guy or anything, but I just loved him very much. Anyway, sorry. That's all right. Sarah, help me out. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great artist and a great man. Yeah. Just kidding. I mean, I'm not kidding. He was. I let Transformer. Uh, uh, incredible. Help you out? No, no, no. That helped I'll help you out. You want to talk about... Um, pussy. Um, about... <laughs> Maybe I want to hear your take on this, uh, the Juliana Huff in blackface is a character from my show. How, what the fuck but, about that? Um, what is that story? I, I want to hear your take about here. that. Yes. I, I don't know. Uh, and maybe all I know is that fact. I don't yeah. know. Anything. Have you seen the pictures? Yeah. Fill me in. She's, she's going as a, an existing character that has, is black, has brown skin. Yeah, here's my that, It's not like she's going, I'm Sambo, I'm blah, 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 whatever. I'm a, she didn't go as a black person, you know, she went as this person. Why isn't that, um, there, listen, there's, racism is uh, more prevalent than ever, but I don't, wouldn't, let's pick our battles, like, is it... I, I, she she apologized if she offended anybody. Can I find out what this is about on my own podcast? Maybe I'm totally yeah. Uh, 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 maybe uh, I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But it seems like she she loves this character on the show and dressed as her for Halloween. Oh okay. And she has brown. She's brown skinned. Um, Why is that? Oh my God. Is that all white people doing that? <laughs> I, I want to know from brown. Is it the people, people with no black I, friends can, who are doing that? <laughs> No, I, I was curious to hear your take on it. I, wait, do you, do you understand the situation at this point? Someone went to as one of the characters on your show. Yes, but not only someone. A very, you know, uh, sort of a random, one of these, like, reality-turned actor types, okay. right? Oh, I don't know and, any of this. You know, just well, I'm just yeah. saying that it's kind of, you know, it's uh, like a real and a real blonde-haired, blue-eyed kind of a... I don't know, a real uh, sort of a, a tricky type in the first place, let's face it, okay? Yeah, like, yeah. not somebody I'm inclined to sympathize with. I'm not somebody I'm, you know, inspired to attack at random, but I'm just saying somebody who I would not suddenly feel a lot of, like, sympathy. I want to stand up for them once they do something absurd. And she... Uh, I, I just feel like my issue with it is a little bit, like, um, I'm concerned. I respect her apology, and I appreciate that she's a fan of the show. I'm a little bit concerned, though, that she didn't know that it was problematic. Concerns me about her, right. um, you know, sort of uh, IQ or place in the world or like sense of reality. A little bit, I find disconcerting and, and troubling, and uh, do not have a great deal of respect for. Is I guess my my feeling about it and. Why I feel like the fact that she doesn't know why it would be offensive is problematic. Well, she's the next guest, so this is awkward. <laughs> Maybe I don't know enough, and I <laughs> about the character, or the person, or whatever. I, I I thought it was like a beloved character on the show. And... Yeah, and I feel bad for her for that reason. That I mean, she genuinely didn't know that she was offending anyone. I just think it's weird that you you know what I mean. Had I think not... just in general you. Blackface is that's kind of where I'm coming from. She could have think done everything costume. else and just kept her skin color the yeah, way she was it is. Wearing a tag of the character, you know what I mean? Of Uzo, who is you know 
uh, who is obviously black. And, and I just, I don't know, I just fucking made me feel... Was that crazy eyes? Yeah, crazy yeah, eyes. She's really Anyway, good. I mean, like, that's the thing. Obviously, you know, she, I'm glad she likes the show. I just thought it was a fucking weird move. I mean, when I saw it, it was pretty radical. And, uh... What I, is the... What, I, I, that's a... I don't know. I mean, technically, I feel like... This is why I hate Halloween. But... <laughs> are there... Are there any... Where's a black person who wants to represent all black people? Anyone? You... Sure you can. <laughs> okay. She's saying she... Yeah. She's... It, it bring, it's reminiscent of a of a of blackface. Yeah, times. It's, is the problem with it, and I mean, and and that's a fucking problem. I did not know we were going to get into these issues. I, this. I should yeah, bring I out. I don't know a, why you brought me. I know because you're fun. Clearly a weird move. I'm glad I brought I mean, you, but I'm going to bring out someone else. What about all the anti-Semitism <laughs> with the big nose and glasses thing? <laughs> She was in blackface with the big nose and glasses. That's what was so weird. All right, I'm going to bring out someone else. All right. This guy talks about issues, so we'll get back into uh, the he'll, he'll have all the answers because I trust everything he thinks. Andy. Oh, wait, who is it? Oh. It's the man behind <laughs> yeah. the Borowitz Report. <gasps> also the creator of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Andy Borowitz, everyone. Andy Borowitz. Welcome, Andy. What do you got? Yeah, say something. You know, I just want to say, this was really kind of a heavy conversation you guys were having about the whole, you know, blackface. But I thought it was interesting that, Sarah, you brought up this whole thing about anti-Semitism and the big nose and everything, and then Todd said, let's bring out our next guy. (laughs) That was like... I thought of referencing that, then I go, I'm not that mean. Well, I I know this is a podcast, but people can... You know, imagine what I look like. And, you know, in the next so, generation iPod, they'll be able to. It's a little nose would jut out. You know, what, speaking of speaking of podcasts, Todd, I got to tell you, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but I was like just listening backstage to this thing, and your podcast is so long. I know. It's, <laughs> no. You, this is like not. It's out of the pod. I mean, it's like it's bursting. Do you think that? I was thinking about that. That's I mean, why I'm, I pulled I'm my pre- watch out because I'm very conscious. I of. am pretty sure that I am just an online extra at this point. Like I'm like no, bonus no. material. Like, no, no, no. If you want to stick around and hear what Andy had to say, seriously. <laughs> yes. When I cut Sarah out completely, you're gonna really pop it. Yeah, up. no, there's some. You know, deep I thought cuts. the thing, the thing about Patty Lapone. It was good up to a point, but for some of us who aren't into Patty Lupone, that could be an online extra. That's I think true. that'd be all right. You're right. I mean, no, <laughs> Is that I'm, hissing? Okay. He's kidding. Somebody yes. really likes Patty Lapone out there. I am going as Patty Lapone for Halloween. I've just decided. I don't care who that offends. I'm going. <laughs> now I'm in re- blackface too. I'm going as Black Patty Lapone for Halloween. <laughs> Elaine Don't tell me somebody's already doing Elaine that. Stritch Fuck man. you. Okay. All right. Maybe I read what? your uh, Wikipedia page, and it's, yeah, I gotta say, some I don't of my think, finest work. <laughs> I don't think, I think Abraham Lincoln has a shorter Wikipedia. That's true. It's there was true. so much stuff, but the it one sentence on. that I liked was it said, 
Borowitz, Borowitz was born to Jewish parents. <laughs> <laughs> and then it had the little reference. It had a little footnote. Yes. To verify that you were Jewish. Yes. Uh, yes. That was, I looked up who edited that, and it was, I think his name was Kristallnacht One, I think was his, <laughs> the editor of that particular. There's somebody who spends all day just identifying Jews on Wikipedia, just as kind of a step saver, you know, yeah. for when the pogroms begin. Jewish parentage, Silverman, perhaps. Leon Berg. Yes. I'm going to find us all. It's going to be I like think a everyone rapture. on this panel is Jewish. It is. Including yeah, the fourth true. guest who I'm gonna let, who's going to do two minutes at That's the true. most. Am I done now? I guess no, 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 no. Uh, Todd tried to sort of edge me out. Just What's it like? Uh, seamlessly. No, 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 no. It's okay. I'm happy that you came here. Uh, thanks. I just got so into talking to, uh, what was it, Sarah and Natasha? I know. I know about all the cardiology. I know, that's going to bring in a whole different Andy, demo. Andy, we had a great talk back there we in the meantime, did. and I feel like you're really minimizing that you. great talk. No, 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 we're talking about beta blockers. My dad has also been on beta blockers. He also has a cardiologist. He is also 83. <laughs> but I think it's so cool. You know, what is your you're, dad? You're on? like, what cardiologists don't have. You know dad. what cardiologists don't have? They don't appeal to the younger demo. And you're going to bring that in now. You're going to bring that into cardiology, which is so awesome. You know, because that's what the advertisers want. Why is your father on beta blockers? Is he a performing cardiologist? <laughs> he is. Well, my dad, you know, it's interesting. Like, he... Actually, it's not interesting, but I'll complete the sentence anyway. He, uh, he was always a very tense guy, and he had sort of a heart issue, too. And so his doctor put him on beta blockers. And then for, like, 20 years, he was the most chill guy. He was, like, in Margaritaville. He was, like, so <laughs> chill. He was, like, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, and then, then suddenly somebody read his chart or whatever, and they said, oh, wait a minute, we've made a terrible mistake. You should not be on beta blockers. He went right back to being an asshole again. It was, like, the worst... It was, like, it was the worst decision. They should have just kept him on the incorrectly diagnosed medication, which was making him so chill. He's, is he still practicing doctor? He's not a doctor, Todd. Oh, I thought you said he's straight. a doctor. I he thought... has a cardiologist. A Todd, you also have a doctor, but I'm pretty sure you are not a doctor. <laughs> Let's just define our terms. He has a doctor. He also has a heart. That does not make him a heart. I've, All right? I've never seen this roasty side to Andy Barwitz before. I am just getting a little... You know, you made me wait for a fucking hour, I and this apologize. is what you got. All right? It's sorry. It's what you got. So he, yeah, he... He no longer has... Um, oh, I just offended a cardiologist. She just laughed. <laughs> I will not have my profession ridiculed like this. Um, he he uh, still has a heart, still has a cardiologist. He's 83, and this was the big bombshell he dropped on everybody recently. He is getting married. He is getting married. Isn't that awesome? Aww. That is pretty cool. And I said... Dad, this seems very sudden because I had not even—I didn't even know he was kissing on anybody. And all of a sudden, it's like he's getting married. And he said, "Well, I did date her a couple of times." And I think things move very fast when you're 83. Like it's like no messing yeah. around. It was like just go for it. And uh, and I asked him a little bit about her, and it turns out she's 90. Isn't that sweet? A cougar. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I mean, she was just prowling the retirement home trying to pick off some 83-year-old tail. And then... I is. love that they're going to expend all that energy it takes to plan a wedding. I know. So I know. I know. It's Go unbelievable. She only wants him for her money. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's complicated. So have you met her? 
So thank you. Um, I, have, I have not met her yet. I'm, I'm, I mean, she is going to be my stepmom. So there are all those issues. <laughs> are you going to be all like, you're not my mom! <laughs> 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 Sorry, I probably cut off that. No, it's true. But I mean, that's, that's awesome. I'm just saying this is what being on beta, blo- beta blockers will lead to, Natasha. You have a lot to look forward to. Man, I really feel like I should clarify. I only take them for a public speaking thing, so it's not like I'm hopped up on beta blockers all She doesn't thing. take right. them willy-nilly. I, she only takes them for <laughs> podcasts and things right. of that level. Right. No, but anyway, I'm just saying, you know, right. there's no, I mean, I don't know, maybe no, I'll no. get married, but I'm it won't be because of beta blockers. I'm not probably. trying to demonize your addiction to beta blockers. I think, it's, <laughs> I think we all have our thing, yeah. you know? You know, it's, no, it's fun. For me, it's podcasts. I am podcast crazy. Just can't get enough of them. And by the way, because Todd will not say this, but I feel I should. Oh, no, no, no. How about Todd Berry, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, okay. Amazing. I got scared there. I didn't know where you were going. I just want to be invited back to this podcast, so I said that. Look at this woman actively not applauding. Like yes. So clearly what you're she supposed is to actually, do. She's she like, is actually literally fucking sitting on her hands. It's like, like, uh-uh. She's like, I, not front that row good. center. Everyone's applauding. Guess who isn't? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, the only person you can see. Mm-mm. I have a question about the podcast, though, because, again, this I've not listened to it before. Is it usually on a medical theme? Is that usually... You know what like, I usually talk about? I usually calls? talk about travel and, and frequent flyer miles. All <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. You, are you in any of the programs? Let's talk about... No, that, no it's fine. I was, I was really into the whole... I thought the medical <laughs> stuff was cool. That's great. I've had my share of medical issues, so it's all right. Right? I'm okay. fine. I'm oh, fine. An incredible I'm story is medical issues. No, no, no. Other... Have you been to any urgent care centers? That's a whole piece. That's a whole but piece. You should tune I just put a question out to the panel. Um, <laughs> like City MD or anything? No, no, no. I went there and I was like, I like this better than my regular doctor. Really? Did you? Cleaner, nicer, more efficient. What are we talking about? Like an urgent New York, some of these urgent care places. We just broke the podcast. We just did by discussing about urgent care. I Sorry. just, uh, it's okay. I, just I got us back into the medical thing. It was a mistake. I just keep it in my head that everything can be cut out. It's true. <laughs> Speaking of which, okay. So what else is going on? What else do you want to talk about? I don't yeah. know. Um, I was going to ask you, what's it like working at the New Yorker? Is it highbrow, hoity-toity? Well, do you notice, first of all, that you've just alienated everybody in the room because you said that I worked in the... That is really nothing more alienating... What's it right to write for Brooklyn Rail? That's better. No, but it's like, you know, it's like, I feel like the New Yorker, like, uh, you get a really bad, like, again, like, there was dead silence in the room when you said that because it's so alienating. Because it seems very elitist. We're talking about this. It seems very... Like, if you had just said that I was, let's say, like, if you had said I was a child molester... I mean, just as a for instance. I was easing into that. Yeah. Well, that was also on the Wikipedia page, so we're going to get to it eventually. But, but I mean, seriously, if you said I was a child molester, like, there'd be people in the audience probably saying, like, well, let's have some compassion. You know, maybe he was abused as a kid. But it's like you say, how is it working for The New Yorker? It's like, what a dick. It's like, oh, no, we're not going to talk about that. It's also kind of a shit question. It is a sh- No, it's fun, though. It's great. I mean, it's, there's really, uh, there's, there's some good writing there. There's like, I like the whole top hat thing is cool. I, you know, the guy in the top hat. Yeah, uh, you know, I, was, logo. I was just doing, you know, I, I've been doing what I've been, I was writing this fake news thing for like 12 years. And then they said, why don't you do it for The New Yorker? So there's very little, like the quality has not improved since I've been in The New Yorker. It's the same that I've always done. But they've so. totally, they've uh, annexed, that's not the right word. Acquired? Acquired. That, that, there's a better word. Right. Acquired your website, basically. Right. Like, if you go to your website, it's boom, you're in the New Yorker website. Boom, you're in the New Yorker. That must have, you must have charged them a lot of money. 
Well, nine hundred and ninety-five dollars. That's say, right, nine fifty. Um, <laughs> but no, it's you know, it's the same. I think, I think, um, you know, the one, the only tr- sort of troubling development is I think that since writing for the New Yorker, writing fake news for the New Yorker, more people around the world think it's true. That's especially in China. I must say, this has been a problem where, where now I think. This stuff gets picked up more and more, especially in Chinese newspapers. I know this happens to The Onion, too, but it's like, it's like you get picked up as a true story re- regardless of how, how ridiculous it is. I mean, I did a piece earlier this year about... Um, it was when, when North Korea kept on threatening that they were going to blow up the world, and I did a piece about Kim Jong-un's missile launch being delayed by Windows 8. And... Uh, <laughs> And this was reported in China in the Xinhua newspaper as being true. And, and I read it there. And, you know, when you see it in a Chinese newspaper, you start thinking maybe it is true, you know, because there is some, it seems more credible um, somehow. And then there was a piece I did about um, when Jeff Bezos of Amazon bought the Washington Post. And I did this thing about how he had clicked on the Washington Post by mistake. And it was a big... <laughs> online shopping error. And again, Xinhua in China thought that sounded very credible and they published that. Uh, but I think my favorite example of this that's happened this year since being at The New Yorker was I did a thing right after like Elliot Spitzer and Anthony Weiner announced that they were going to run for office again in New York. And initially they were doing really well in the polls. That was the big story. It was like, oh my God, they could actually win and everything. So I did a piece about... Um, Silvio Berlusconi deciding that maybe he would run for public advocate. Um, And that was picked up not by China, but by an Italian newspaper owned by Silvio Berlusconi. So, like, I'm sort of thinking, like, you know, maybe this isn't fake news. Maybe it's just oddly prescient. You know, maybe I'm just predicting what's going to happen. I don't know. Maybe. See, I would just try to parlay this into, like, a gig in China. Well, that's where it's all happening, man. A live live show. It is. A podcast, perhaps. Do you ever tour? Do I ever tour? Why? I'm doing a show tonight, like in Brooklyn, for example. Um, so that's when you live on the Upper West Side, that can, that's a North American tour for me. <laughs> I had to take the two and then switch to the Barclays Center and then come down here. So yeah, I think I might, um, I could see that I think, uh, I'm thinking of doing playing this place called um, Borum Hill. I've heard that's an amazing venue. Is Borum Hill in the house? But. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't tour because I've got a little... I have a three-year-old uh, at home. And, uh, yeah. And um, she has a cardiologist, of course. <laughs> we like to start them early in my household. Um, I'll tell you, no tantrums with beta blockers in the house. I've got to tell you, she is, like, chill. Chewable she beta is, blockers? She is chilling. Oh, she's got Flintstone beta blockers. They're amazing. Um, she's very chill. We wrote that um, joke together, Jim. We did. We kind of... <laughs> Kind of high five, yeah. Podcast. Second ever high five in my life. Podcast. That was the most amazing. Two of the two guys who never high five. It's a shame. This is what's lost in a podcast. People will never experience how amazing and spontaneous that high five was because they'll just have to imagine. That was like almost more awkward than if we got in a a fight. I think we were were both. You know, we're gonna go back. Let's go back and loop that that high five for the podcast. I didn't feel it had enough smack to it. We can do a little little do a little ADR. We'll, yeah. we'll bring, we'll, uh, I'll bring it to uh, Steve Lillywhite. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody went, woo! Nobody Brian Eno's all over that. That's how I five. That's all right. I know a lot about producers. You do. That's right. 
people will be tweeting, Todd Barry referenced Steve Lillywhite, then Brian Eno. <laughs> Just, it's four hours into that Brooklyn episode of his book. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll get all these dweeby fans. So you were, were you voted number one person on Twitter in Time magazine? Yeah, I w- that happened a couple years ago, and then I quit Twitter after that because I felt like, I, you know, Twitter is like, um, God, it's just, it's, how can I put this? It's an enormous Fun? waste of time. It really is. No, no, no. I mean, I, we enjoy Twitter. You sound but, like my boyfriend. No, but here's the thing. I really liked it, but my wife actually made this point that it was like, ha- there was, it was like this other thing in our relationship because it was like we used to talk to each other and, and, I would say something to her, and then I would say, oh, I got to tweet that, you know? And it sort of became irritating. And it's like, you know, it's like being sort of like being in a comedy club 24 hours a day and not getting paid. Um, I'm just being, as a comedian, now, if you're CNN breaking back. news. Yeah, I remember that. If you're, I mean, if you're CNN breaking news, I, I understand. Am. You are? <laughs> I, then I understand, like, wanting to say, you know, Obamacare website in trouble. Yeah, I understand tweeting that, but, like, if you're just like living your life and you feel compelled that you have to like always tweet. And that's where I was because I was like, I had this, much as you were experienced with beta blockers, I was like addicted to Twitter. And so I was just doing it. I got both going. You got both going. And one helps the other. But I just, um, I, you know, I was into it for about three years and I felt like, you know, that's cool. And I still will like, I'll say if like I'm doing the Todd Berry show, I'll tweet that. You did tweet that. I Thank did. you for doing Did anyone that. see that tweet? It worked. That tweet, I have 500,000 followers and four people came to the show. That shows you the power of Twitter when it's harnessed properly. That's a $60 tweet you just did. It was good. But um, no, I mean, Twitter... Twitter's fun. I mean, I like... I mean, Twitter, you know, I I love... I mean, I am a big fan of your Twitter feed. I love when you participate in a trending topic. Oh, my God. Would you tell... You had a few very funny... Last night, somebody was saying um, one of the trending topics, which is a hilariously inventive one was Halloween rappers. Rappers with a Halloween theme. Todd, could you share a couple of the ones you had? Didn't you have the notorious big bag of Skittles? <laughs> <laughs> I did, yeah. That was so clever. Was that I, clever? I, thought I, thought I almost deleted that one. The other thing that was, that was great, well, it was offensive. The other thing that, that I, I like that you do is you always announce, you say, I will now participate in the Twitter theme, yeah. the trending theme. Halloween rappers. It's good, just for a comedy point of view, it's good to set it up like that. So we're, we're ready for the magic to begin. What yeah. were some of the other... So you had some of the Skittle-related rappers, oh, man, didn't you? I love the opportunity to quote my tweets. I, let's do it. Let's do it. We're just approaching the midway point of this podcast. Oh, I did. So I, let's, we I got did some a, time to fill. I did Can a bunch we? of MC tweets where I was MC, like... What were some of the I was MC like, one? MC, I hope there's not a razor blade in that <laughs> shitty apple you gave me. That is a funny Halloween theme And then rapper. some guy wrote to me, he's like, MC isn't really a thing anymore. <laughs> really? In a joke? In a tweet? It can, <laughs> yeah, it's not. A th- for a fictitious... Yeah, you can't even use MC. Always people... Oh, I think my favorite participation... Someone was doing opposite bands. Are they talking over there? They're, they're, they are so over this podcast now that their segments are done. You know, it's, it's interesting. No, 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 it's okay. No, 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 I'm fo- I followed Todd. It was about your, what you were talking No, I'm not going to do it. It's too hard. I'm not going to quote my own tweets at this point in the show. I mean, did not right. lean over and start hitting on Sarah. This did not <laughs> no, happen. No, no, I did I not take that. that opportunity. Why I would I do that? That'd be I didn't crazy. say you did. That'd be crazy. Yeah. 
Both have boyfriends. Hey. Which hey. you said, have you done a... <laughs> Why would I do that? That'd be what so other weird. podcasts have you done, Andy? Have you done Mark Maron's podcast? I've not done Mark Maron's uh, podcast. I've done um, I've done several podcasts for the New Yorker magazine. Holy shit! Um, they do everything. They the do Yorkers. everything. Uh, they uh, I've done some, but I haven't. You know, I've done a lot of old-fashioned radio. Like I do. Like I take over sometimes for Leonard Lopate. I do that on WNYC. Now that applause is that for Leonard Lopate or for me replacing Leonard Lopate? Because that could be taken either way, really. <laughs> What's a good way for me? So you're much more politically aware than I am. What's a good way, would you say, to fake? Like when I go to many, co- I go to many cocktail parties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the Upper West Side. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. What's one thing that I could say over and over again? One th- way to really get people on your side is if you just shout Benghazi. People really like that because that shows that you're up to date. On the issues of importance to the American people. You just go, hey, you know the yes. whole Benghazi thing, The whole huh? Benghazi thing. That is just going to blow up. You know, I, I actually hate... It's funny, like, I write about the news just because that's what happens to be happening. That's the news. But, like, I actually hate politics. I think it's, like, such a boring conversation because no one has ever convinced another person in a political discussion ever. Ever. Yeah, you've like, never seen anyone. You've never I seen... I have. I did once. You did? Who did you I convince? I changed the cab driver's mind about gay marriage completely. Did you? Yeah, I did. Oh, and, how, and you know that. You know that because automatically afterwards he married another cab driver. Mm-hmm. Like, that, how do you know... Was that after you tipped him? Is that when he... How do you know he just like, oh, said, get the tip. fuck out of my cab. All right, I'll marry that dude. Just shut the fuck <laughs> up. I mean, do you really think you convinced him or do you think maybe, like, you charmed... I mean, you might have charmed him, I but... I thought I did. I mean... How did, you know, it, how did the conversation start? Well, I was... I don't know. I get into long talks with cab drivers. You do? Yeah. You do? And another one, too, about um, adoption. He's like, oh, dude, my wife can't have babies. I'm going to leave her. Mm-hmm. They're crazy fucking people driving cabs, by mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, th- and the best thing we can do for them <laughs> is let them take our lives in their hands. I <laughs> That's the best thing we can do for them. It's the best service we can. You know, you know but Sarah, you're very charming, and I'm sure that, you know... I'm sure they, for the moment at least, felt persuaded. But I just have been in, if I've been in conversations with people about politics. First of all, I hate it because I do find politics very boring. And I feel like everybody has an entrenched position. It's teams. And it's teams. And they just, they really aren't listening. And, and uh, you know, it's like I'm, this latest thing, you know, about, you know, Obamacare or whatever. That has to be shenanigans. I shenanigans? mean, th- why would the White House have a shitty website? Well, why would they on in a million years have a shitty website that doesn't work? I swear to God, I know maybe they sound up. paranoid. They're shenanigans. Well, I just have this. My, the, well, the, here's my thing. There are people whose whole lives are to just take down Obama for whatever bizarre, racist, shitty, weirdo team's reason. And they have a lot of... They do that stuff. Well, I... I I mean, is that not... Is that even not a notion that's come up? So that really answers your question, Todd. (laughs) How to appeal to people at a cocktail party. You do, and you have to drop mic at the end. If you don't drop mic, first of all, you got to bring a mic to the cocktail party so you can drop mic. Yeah. But, no, but it's like, seriously, 
They can fix the website. He will still be black. I mean, that will still be a problem. Exactly. It will not make a difference to the a people who hate him. It will, but that is true. But again, like even, you know, even that, it's sort of like, I can't believe we're having these hearings to discuss a bad website. I mean, it's like, and the people who are asking the questions about the bad website are so old, they don't know how to use email. And they're like saying... And they're like, hey, it's so it's comical to me because like they're having these experts on and they're saying, well, we don't feel that the identification integration soft mail was correctly DOS related. <laughs> and like these 95-year-old senators saying, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that the I thought that the coding was not right. It's like bullshit. You don't know what the fuck coding is. But it's like we're discussing a website. It's like in the eight years of the Iraq War. Like, we spent, like, $2 trillion and killed, like, hundreds of thousands of people. Had an awesome website. It was just an amazing website. But it's like, why are we even talking about this? It's like such apples and oranges. I mean, I think a website can be fixed. I do. I think at some point... I don't know. ...the website will work. (laughs) But as you can see, as you can see, Todd, the only people who will want to hear anything I just said are people who already agree with me. Because, like, if anybody feels the other way. They think, like, Obamacare is just this big scam to hide the truth about Benghazi. <laughs> they will not listen to any... Should I say, so my advice to you is when you go to your, your parties, your cocktail parties, where you're trying to impress people, just talk about cardiology because <laughs> politics will not get you anywhere. Are you with me on that? Enough politics. Everything you need to know about what's really going on in the world is in that... Um... USA Today. Yes. The weather map. Yes. Sorry. No, no, no. Mine no. wasn't good. What I was going to say the Van Halen video right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that yes. says stuff like, right now, this country's doing what you thought only other countries did. Right. But also just like, right now, Ed's hands are full. And he's like... Eddie Van Halen's doing a solo. When's the last time you saw that video? I don't even... Uh, about four I don't think I've ago. ever seen that. Where, where did you... That doesn't matter. Um, it's a thing called Google.com. It's basically... I've used it. I've just anything. never put in old Van Halen videos. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good song. Good Wait, video. was right now a Sammy Hagar? It's Van Sammy Hagar. It's Sammy it's yours. So that doesn't count as it a Van Halen. It absolutely does count. Mm-hmm. It's people like you who believe in Obamacare. <laughs> Anyone who That's... thinks that Sammy Hagar was in a real band I well, love them believes both. in Obamacare. It's Enough with true. the shenanigans. Let's bring up the last act. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, there's more. Yeah, there's one more. There is. But this is actually, I feel like, lengthwise. I, I am sorry I kept you waiting. But no. there's no. podcasts like fucking do three-and-a-half-hour podcasts. Doesn't Pete Holmes do like three-hour podcasts? Mm-hmm. And well, I like Pete Holmes. And but... now he has his own talk show. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to be so up here So let's keep going. Keep going, folks. Hope you're not going anywhere. Andy Borowitz, everyone. Andy Borowitz. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. My final guest. I don't even know what his credits are. <laughs> but he's a comedian. I love to insult him. And I'm going to be insulting him. He's going to be right next to me. Maybe I can get everyone to insult him as well. Nick Turner, everyone. Let's hear it for Nick Turner. First off, may I say, Todd, thank you so much. 
Coming out swinging, Nick Turner. Crowd not with you. <laughs> what should these people know about you? Because, I mean... It doesn't matter. We have a lot of fame I, uh, This show was over the second Andy started talking about how long it was. And then... At that point, no one remembered me, and then not even Sarah, and then she added to it. Uh, and, you know, here we go. Uh, you know, me, this guy with, I have credits, I swear. They're right there on IMDb. No one's forged a wiki for me yet. Uh, I put that to you guys. Name's Nick Turner with the, the way you spell it. And uh, clearly, I've uh, come out with a bit of a chip on my shoulder. But Todd put it there over many years of uh, horrible <laughs> abuse. He told me I'd be in the cellar by now. They don't even know what that means to be in the cellar. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Who are these people? Who are these people? Fucking people waiting for something to happen. You're stealing from happen? Seinfeld right now. Who are these people? What TV show is that you're on? You're on what is it that you're oh, on the VH1 thing, God. right? One of those talking head things? Like the my worst fear is that I have to come out in front of all of you and tell you my credits. Oh, so let's do it. Best week ever. Woo. Uh, you guys watch Yay. that? Woo! All right, a couple people pretending. Is that show still on the air? <laughs> no, I met uh, that was I was not in the well. I really uh, don't know. Oh, he doesn't know. Uh, yeah, it's on the air. I'm an MTV2 guy. What show? <laughs> Didn't realize that was that funny, but I'm glad it wasn't. That was all right. But. It's getting late. <laughs> uh, yeah, MTV2, good one. Um, what show are you on? Nick, come back. We don't have... To, I'm not going to start... Did anyone bring beta blockers tonight? <laughs> Are there anyone with... The, Natasha, do you have in your purse, yeah, perhaps? I do, but uh, how much long is this going to go on? Because it take like 15 minutes to kick in. <laughs> oh, well, they'll be well in. We'll be not even close to... What I'm saying is get one out for him. What have you been doing, Nick? Seriously. You know, killing it. Uh, at shows where these people are not. Uh, I want to thank you all for never coming to see me before. Uh, doesn't seem like they'd be into it. No, Nick is very fun. He's what I would call a loose cannon. <laughs> I know. I mean, I didn't invent that term, loose cannon. I realized I just said it in a way that made it sound like I came up with this great phrase, <laughs> loose cannon. <laughs> I could have, though, if someone else didn't think of it. Man, 18, you got to think, where did, they, where did they come up with that term? You know? uh, it's not, let's of, not come up. Let's not go there. A lot of history. Let's not go there. <laughs> Tell me, where have you been lately? Um, I've uh, been doing shows around New York, mostly. Uh, went to PSU Altoona on Friday. What is that? Where are my Nittany Lions at? It's uh, oh, Penn, State. Penn State. Yeah. You did a show at Penn State? Well, Altoona. That's kind of where, where I am. So I would be like in the arena on the main campus. Yeah, no, the, I, I went and they were like, remember Todd? Yeah, he, uh, he was in the big campus. And I was like, he always is. Sarah went to try to get that gig. She left. No, that's good. She's calling her booking guy. 
I can't I believe... I can't even feel the leave. It was I know. Like a ghost. Oh, I, I feel walkouts really easily. <laughs> I'm very sensitive to that. Ah, she's back. She left Oh, her. you wanted a little bottle of water. I should have put them out here. Uh, yeah. So you went to Altoona. <laughs> yeah, I went to Altoona. Just one second. Now that Sarah's back, can I go? Do we all have to be out here at the same time from here? No, just anyone, dude. This is basically a check spot for the show. So you guys have obviously never been to a comedy club, but uh, <laughs> they have check spots. I want to hear about the show in Altoona. Okay. Did, did you headline it? Uh, I did headline it. Thank you. It was a Comedy Central on Campus tour. Oh, I just did one of those. Yeah, that's the, you know, now we're on par. What did you get paid? <laughs> Uh, I got paid $1 million. See, I wouldn't have to lie to impress you with how much I got paid. Well, I think this I audience knows I need to lie to impress them. Pretty savvy. So, how many people were in the audience? Because there was about 40 and 1,100 seats the last time I did one of those. There was about 250 and 300. Shit. That's solid. Yeah. We would call that respectable in the business. Yeah. Best week ever is hot on the Altoona campus. Not so much the main campus, but Altoona, they really get it. Where, um, did the crowds get you? No, 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 no. It's a lot like this. You guys got kids <laughs> at Altoona? What are you guys, like 40, 50 years old? Hey, Nick, I did a show with you Thank at BAM Thank God! Once, right? Did I do a show with you at BAM once? We did a show at BAM. Let's hear about it. Nothing. I just suddenly remembered that name. <laughs> he was a sweet guy. A nice guy. He is a nice guy. Yeah. Nick's a nice guy. Yeah, I liked him. He deserves better than the treatment you guys are giving him. Collectively. So you played the Brooklyn Academy of Music. Yeah, I've never right. done a show there. Oh, yeah. It was, Let me uh, repeat. I've never done a show there. Yeah, we heard you. And I, I think we were all baffled as to why. Have you ever been offered a show there? Anyone ever been asked to do a show there? Well, it's not like I know anyone for 20 years who did a show there. I don't know what that means, but I just... Where, where? I just thought you might be holding out for too much money. No, no, no. I'm holding out for an invite. <laughs> then I show policy. up on time, deliver the goods... Everyone goes home happy. Kind of like tonight, if I had ended this 45 minutes ago. <laughs> I'm not known for keeping my shows too long, but this one's a little long. But I was thinking about just leaving and coming back to be the first guest on the next one. I got some stuff coming up. I'm actually considering that as you say that. <laughs> It's actually a fucking... Hey, we can end this right here. I don't think you'd hear any complaints. <laughs> except for me. No, I can't shortchange you. Oh, good. I gave Sarah, Andy, and Natasha like three hours. <laughs> I have to give you an hour. <laughs> so this won't That's be over for fair. about 55 minutes. <laughs> How long was your set at Altoona? I don't know why. I feel like Altoona, there's something in there. Just sounds like a place where you'd have a, a road story, you know? Like I did a show in Altoona. Oh man, tell me about it. It's pretty good. <laughs> place was pretty full. We we tried to go to a bar afterwards, and we called five different bars, and they were, had all been closed. <laughs> like they weren't even open anymore. We we're like nearest bars, and then every bar had closed. I'm laughing because who calls bars? <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't even know how do you call a bar. Phone. <laughs> Hi, I'm my phone. Hi, I'm uh, Nick Turner. Yes, the guy who did the show today. Is your bar still in business? <laughs> you should have called as like a fake, your fake personal assistant, like I am. I'm calling. I'm representing Nick Turner. Yeah. Obviously, we Nick don't Turner have to go into his IMDb page. Nick Turner has the the Jones for a Greyhound right now. And <laughs> he just did a show at Altoona. Two fifty showed up. <laughs> Twice the crowd that Todd Barry got it. Northwestern. They were Missouri talking States. about it. Uh, he would love to get a drink. Is that is that possible? <laughs> oh, you you'll keep the bar open. Oh, okay. That's cool, because it is only 9 o'clock. <laughs> Everybody after the show, uh, all the students said they were going to Sheets. Sheets. Which, if you don't know, is a gas station. And no one apologized for it. Like, they said, we're going to Sheets. And then they just went to Sheets like it wasn't weird. It's really a gas station? Yeah, it's a gas station. So these are like these mall rats that hang out in front of gas stations? That was your audience? Uh, that's, you know, it's their college years. So what, what did was, they do? What was the activity? Yeah, I was going to say, at a gas station, what were they doing? No, no one could explain it to me. Uh, I couldn't, I guess they just stand around uh, inside or outside. I don't know. I didn't go. See, I didn't Todd, go. Todd, no. I knew if you stuck with Altoona long enough, you'd strike gold. Oh, no, I did. And here it is. I mean, I think it's pretty funny. Here it is. That is like an old-timey hustler move to uh, hang around a gas station. Like, if you're in 30s, you know, Hollywood land, you like, like, you want right. to be at a gas station to... What? It was hot dogs. Yeah. yeah. Gas and sip. On, on Say Anything. Was that for something movie. else? Or was that... Was that there, was just, there was just a sudden outburst. Was that... No, that was I didn't really think anyone really had enough will to live anymore. Was, that, suddenly, the, was some, that the one guy that remembers something that happened at the beginning of the show? Yes. And they just scream hot dogs. Or was yeah. that my hot dog? All I heard was I was, I was talking to you about gas stations. All of a sudden, I was like hot dogs. It was yeah. scary. So far, I, sir, there's been a high degree of decorum in this podcast. Yeah, no, that, that, we haven't had people just standing up shouting hot dogs in our face. Yeah, that was. I'd advise you to sit down. That was a weird oh. moment in the show. That was a weird moment in the Let show. Let the podcast continue. Was... We're just beginning, folks. <laughs> Let us do our best work as ahead of us if you'll just give us an opportunity. But everything is now so clipped and truncated. I feel we're not I getting a my shot. My beta blockers just wore off because I realized I started yelling a little. <laughs> beta blockers give yeah. somebody the giggles. Yeah. It's just like, why the fuck is this guy talking about hot dogs when I'm talking about a gas station? You know? Yeah, the beta blockers would have stopped you from questioning that. You'd be like, oh, that's some fucking drunk guy interrupting the show. And I'd yeah. be like, hey, why did he do that? Yeah, yeah I would have just let it go. But I'm like, oh, yeah, it's probably inside my head. Just keep moving. You know, be his, cool. i got to pick his brain, figure out what made him. Why was he so passionate about that why, thing why no one they, in the room um, understood after? Why do they, I'm really waking up now. Why do they call that, uh, why do they call that gas station sheets? Uh, I, I like the Sheets family? Mom Pa Sheets? Does anybody know? I don't that know. That seems like a very convenient explanation. It's owned by yeah. Errol and Linda like, Sheets. Were you at all you tempted think, to go to Sheets? I you mean, think I would be I like. I had more questions about Sheets than I did. Now, think, Sheets, tell me more. I think it's a valid. I think if someone said, hey, we all go to this gas station after the show, I would be, well, I have some questions. 
about why twist. you do that, and then I will go with you. Here's the twist. I totally know what a Sheets is. Sheets, uh, is. I've been there before. Uh-huh. Uh, I know how great it is. Um, Yo, they sell sex at Sheets. For, no, for real. It's a for real question. No, literally, yes. That is where the prostitutes hang out. See? Right in between some shit the beef jerky and the cigarettes. You can find some of the hottest tang this side of Altoona. You know, keep going. You're really going to ruin the reputation of Penn State, okay? Just watch it. <laughs> Just watch it, mister. You and your loose talk. Watch it. I'm helping. I'm, I'm letting people know there's another side to to Penn State, a different yes. campus where almost no rapes occur. Right. Where there's consensual sex at gas stations. Comparatively. Yes, that's much healthier. I like that. Man, just, I'm just imagining how great this podcast would be had you gone to Sheets. <laughs> there's still time for him to go, come I mean, back, and continue the podcast. Certainly this segment has picked up steam. It's very obvious. But you guys going to be here in six weeks? They're not going anywhere. <laughs> You're not. You're not. We're going to have to cancel the next 18 podcasts scheduled at this place. <laughs> this has become an all-podcast. This is more a box set as I see it, this podcast. <laughs> I'm not editing one fucking second out of this thing. It's all been gold. This is a perfect podcast. <laughs> Only $15. Major celebrities here for the most part. Be more specific. <laughs> One glaring non-celebrity here. He just got hired at the New Yorker. Give him a break. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh my. wow. Our little no, boy guys, grown just up. just let me have it. Just let no, me have yeah, it. yeah, I'm on you. I need that to get to sleep tonight. And then in the morning, I'll wake up to your litany of emails about how I fucked up. Nick, how cool would that be if you listened to this podcast? First of all, that would oh, be cool. Oh, yeah, imagine that. And that was the only part I cut out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can guarantee you this one will we'll keep in line with the others. I will not listen to it. No, this... I have never seen someone come back from a, what seemed like it was going to be a flop-sweaty segment. To winning the crowd over in a way that... I've never even done... Yeah, I have. <laughs> Well, this is my crowd. Don't you guys remember me at uh, Todd's 20th anniversary? I thought it was going to be a whole new crowd just here for Sarah, but there, there was a couple of people. Okay, well, I've overstepped my bounds. Um, so this is where it'll cut to? When you take out the good part? Let's talk about some of your upcoming gigs, and then we'll end this. Woo for ending it? Because that's the type of thing that will make me not end something. We'll end it on a... That's the How type many of thing people vote make... for not ending the podcast ever? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's All the right. way the internet works. We must do what they say. We won't end it on a high note. We'll just end it on a note. Good. <laughs> that was polite. What do you got? What, let's hear some upcoming we'll cut gigs. That out. Let's hear some, some upcoming, upcoming gigs. gigs, and then we'll, I'll come up with funny shit about where you're going. Unless you have no gigs, and then that's upcoming just Upcoming gigs from me? Yeah, no. Of course, I'm all totally focused on well, you. Well, uh, I just booked a weekend at Dr. Grin's in Grand Rapids in April, so I hope to see you guys over there. I'm doing a, an, an all crowd work. Oh, don't make fun of me. Okay, I'm doing That's an all. Not, not. Okay, I'm not a. Doing... Are you really working Dr. Grin's? All right, yeah. Why? Was that the one making fun of you? No, no, no. No, no yeah. 
I, uh, I'm doing an all-crowd work show <laughs> yeah. at the New York Comedy Festival. That's not true. Yep. You're uh, referencing because that's what I'm not. Are you really? Uh, yeah, it's a thing now. Everyone's doing it. I don't know who started it. Where's that? Uh, everyone's be? getting in. Where's that going to be? I think it's at uh, the Village Underground. Holy shit! That's a forty-seater. Yeah, they're going to add a couple extra chairs, I think, for overflow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jay Okerson's hosting it. Oh, you're serious about this? I'm serious. We did one in Montreal. Okay. You guys going to come to his crowd workshop? Are Look at you that. doing just... a bit right now? No, I uh, I've not successfully done any bits. <laughs> Why would this be? Because um, that's that's Todd's thing. I know. No, I understand. He I asked me to open for his crowd work tour uh, it, when it was at Union Hall. Union Hall. And then here's the rub: you can't do crowd work. It makes gotta sense. Do. Well, yeah, it makes sense, but it's not. That here's the rub: you got paid more than you've ever been paid for. <laughs> so rub on that money that you got. Because it's the only, more than you got for Altoona. That's true. They paid me $43 for Altoona. And honestly, that's not enough. What does that buy you at Sheets is what I want to know. <laughs> I think... It two, buys me some butt. 2.5 hand jobs by my calculation. <laughs> it's the 0.5 one that's really disappointing, actually. Says I remember. Nick, did you enjoy, are you in, having a good time on this podcast? No. <laughs> what can we do? I feel it's like fine. you are. It's, no, I think you're... No, I just, you know, it was, uh, it was a difficult beginning. Um, mm -hmm. It always is when the intro is, uh, this guy, fuck him. <laughs> Come was on out, you piece of shit. We're all going to take dumps <laughs> on your face. <laughs> hey, audience, this guy's not to be respected. <laughs> all right, I deserve all this so you're doing. Anyway, I deserve well, all this. Should, should, should he have said he's going to be appearing at Dr. Grin's? I mean... <laughs> Come on. Thank you, I think Andy. He did a, I think he did you a solid. No, well. <laughs> Just getting you back for that New Yorker shot, uh, fuck yes. face. Sorry to let yes. the crowd know you work at the New Yorker. <laughs> New Must Yorker. be tough to tell your parents about. <laughs> it's a, I was actually looking at the goings-on about town to see what was playing at Dr. Grin's again. It's still comedy. <laughs> Dr. Grin. This is like a Twitter conversation between Mark Maron and the Michael Grin Black. Is like, <laughs> yeah, you can't grin. tell if the it's grin is, really is, grin is, I think, is the defined last... as not quite a smile. <laughs> yeah, why, why not? Well, he's a doctor. He doesn't have time for all that. Why not? <laughs> he's a businessman. <laughs> why not Dr. Grimace? Why didn't they go for that? It's really I think that's copyrighted. Name. That's the worst name for a comedy club. Imagine if Grimace became a doctor. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> purple doctor. I'm sure it's a wonderful club. Uh, played, yeah, I've well, no, we'll see. I've played yeah. there before. I've played there. It's a multi-tiered complex. Is that? <laughs> People are applying. Wow, multi-tiered. <laughs> Who's <Huh>? doing that? <laughs> People well, are like, I'm gonna. Forward. People are like, honey, I gotta look multi-tiered up later. <laughs> It must be a showbiz term. God, he's so fucking intelligent. <laughs> well, folks, probably should have ended two minutes ago when he got a big laugh. Let's hear it for Nick Turner, Andy Borowitz, Natasha Leone, Sarah Silverman. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, everybody. And beta blockers.
This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.